I'm John Maltz. I too am John Maltz. No, I'm sorry. I'm Lex Friedman. I three am John Maltz. And also on odd days, John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. Turning this car around! Wow. That was wow. good. Um, you really know what weird. I found in the you know what I found in the basement? Uh, the child <laughs> you locked up many years ago? <laughs> no, I knew where that one was. Uh, I found my old mixtapes. Sweet. Yeah, so I've been going through those. Speaking of hard rocking. Uh what just for me, really not for anybody else, but what what's the hardest rocking song on those mixtapes? Oh man. So far. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Running with the devil, Van Halen. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what era are we talking? Uh, early '80s. Okay, uh, Judas Priest. Um, no, no. So it's not. I'm not. I'm that. Oh, uh, you sold it. Okay, Ario yeah. Speedwagon. No, no. no. Think, uh, think more. Michael Jackson. British Invasion. Um, uh, also, definitely Michael Jackson. Are you talking like? Uh, no, there's no. No, there's no Michael Jackson. English Beat Madness. English beat madness. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, what else I got here? You guys are old enough to be my father. <laughs> we are. Didn't, just we, a, didn't you know uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Me not white. Yeah, close though. Close. Jim Carroll. That's a good one. Whoa. Yeah. Let, little little known. Are. Those are the people who've died. Died. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you've hard. watched what Basketball Diaries, you've heard yeah. that song. That's right. From the soundtrack. That's pretty. That's sort of hard rocking. It's good. All right. Anyway. Wow. Well, you know, speaking of um, things from your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I Worst was, segue ever. Yeah, well, I, that's what they pay me the big bucks for. Today's topic is other people's children. <laughs> not, not a specific person, but just other kids other you deal with. Other people's children. Yeah. Uh, I'll get this out of the way right up front. I mostly don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what we uh, we we talked about the change, things that change uh, when you become a father, and I think you get a, an appreciation for other people's kids, but you still don't like, you know, really like them. <laughs> <laughs> There's mean, a sympathy, yeah, and uh, an understanding, um, but. It's not, you know, and the truth it's nothing, is, it's nothing like your own children. I'm lying though, because I'm fine with uh, my friends who have very well behaved, docile children. It's <laughs> it's like the 98 percent of the rest of my parents' <laughs> friends' kids, my friends who are parents who have kids. It's rare to have parents who don't have kids, but um, I uh, I don't know. Like, there's friends who we won't go out to dinner with them as families because their kids are so uh, incapable of sitting at a restaurant. And there are friends who... The Maltzes, for example. Yeah. There's friends where we like um, them a lot, and so we'll see them anyway, despite the fact that, like, my kid has nothing to say to their kid who's the same age. Um, And, you know, so the kids just kind of sit there sullenly, but we like the parents enough that we just do it. But other people's kids, really, it's... uh, I have nothing but love for my own kids, but I can't tolerate any misbehavior in anybody else's kids. I think it's probably a reflection more on me than on the kids. I had a hard time disciplining other people's kids before except for my family so my nieces and nephews very into 
bossing them around because I was just at the right age when they started coming. I was like 10 or 11 when, when my nieces and nephews started. So it was super novelty and it was sort of like almost younger brother or sisters that I never had. And so there were like another person in the pecking order kind of thing. So I, I yeah. really enjoyed bossing them around when that doesn't really work today in today's world. Now, 7,000 years later, <laughs> you, there's a, there's a real freak out if you do anything wrong to someone else's kid. And by doing wrong, I don't mean touching them in any way. I mean, talking to them using certain words and, um, I've you know, you me. have to really be careful about what you say to other people's kids, especially if you don't have kids right? and who are not family. And even some, in some cases, family. Uh Oh, what? Well, oh, somebody, we lost Maltzy. Oh, that was <laughs> good. I was doing a good job talking. You, you to can you. keep it too. You can keep it. Hang on. How do I add him back in? Where is he? Uh, Contact John Maltz. Add to call. Are you there? Oh, Bring no. <laughs> there he is. Okay. It's yeah. And for some reason, uh, uh, talk, talk started playing. <laughs> so I was, I was licking up these old songs from the, <laughs> and all of a sudden, talk, I would do talk, did, you, talk, did you record, did you start a new recording or is it the same recording? It's the same recording. Okay, so good. The time's all synced so up. All so you, all you missed was Mr. Armstrong saying how it's really hard, especially if you don't have kids, but disciplining other people's kids is the yes. worst. And yes. so the part of that, that I hate um, or, or a way that that comes up for me, disciplining other people's kids, because, you know, one, one kid being invited over, it's fine. Usually they're fairly well behaved and you can kind of couch it as disciplining your own kid, even if your own kid has done nothing wrong. Like, remember Anya, we don't eat chairs. And then like, it's, even if it's only the other kid who's eating chairs, they kind of, while you're, get the message. while you're staring at the other kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I hate is when we have a, a gathering. Not like a birthday party, because then everybody's all in the same place. But if we have, you know, say two other families over, and then all the kids are playing in the basement, somebody's got to be the designated parent who's in the basement watching them. And uh, I don't yeah. want to not do it because I hate watching kids, although that's right. true. I want to not do it because I don't want to be in the position of disciplining the other people's kids. I feel totally helpless. I, I, it's like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Uh, I think as time has passed, I felt more comfortable with that. But it's really taken time. I think that the that what we're getting at here and what I was starting to get at when I was uh, rambling <sighs> is that times have changed in terms of parental assumption. I was raised that all adults were able to tell you things to do and that you should obey them. That was an unspoken, it was almost, I don't even think it was ever stated. Excuse me. <coughs> Whoa. I'm a Whoa. pro. That's included free with the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Phlegm, clearage, totally free. No extra charge. There's no discount code. There's no coupon. No, but when we were, when I was growing up, it was parents and adults are right. And generally speaking, we are wrong as kids. Whatever we're doing is going to be, if it's not, if you're misbehaving, any adult can tell you to stop doing it. And I remember one of my, I was at my friend's house and his dad came in and said, I think it's time for you to go home. And in my little rebellious <laughs> brain, it was, I don't have to go home. I can go. 
I will go. <laughs> but I'm not going to just go home. I can go anywhere I want. You're not my dad. Yeah, I'm going to the moon. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say anything, but I got thinking about it, you know, and I sort of processed it. But then then I realized, well, actually he's just mad at me because of whatever I just did and I probably shouldn't do that again. But um I, nowadays you can't do that. I mean, you can't just say well, I guess you could go but, but get out. Uh, yeah, there's been there's yeah, been, right. You can't tell like you can't tell a kid to get out. No, because there's there's <laughs> there's no walking to the kid's house. There's yeah, you know, transportation. Yeah, can you imagine has to the, be this utter yeah. shit storm that would follow? <laughs> Just like shoving somebody else's kid out into the street these days. But that's yeah. But that is what happened. Now, as a kid, did you do the thing where you would have a friend? while your parents were getting bad news about you so you could try to diffuse their ability to yell at you for something a couple times yes probably but as an older kid i don't think i was smart enough as a little kid to right because the the way it manifests right now is um if my kids are doing something that i really don't like i try not to yell at them sorry microphone i try not to yell at them in front of their friends you know so it's and I'm using yell loosely here, but so I try not to discipline them in front of their friends. So I try to make like, everything's like totally, it's like Stepford family situation. Like, Hey, let's stop, you know, <laughs> punching Liam in the nose, everybody. That'd be fun. Like you're trying to make everything that there's nothing ever goes wrong in the Friedman household. I don't know why I can't break the habit though. Uh, <laughs> you have the rope. I don't know. I think that part of having kids over is and I think this is true of any hosting situation. If you're going to host people, you, you have to let go. Or kids. Or kids. People <laughs> or kids. You have to let go. Or aliens, eh, you know. But right. Animals. Animals you can definitely boss around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think there's a certain amount of letting go, except for in um, health crisis situations. <laughs> uh, you know, like someone's going to hurt somebody or themselves. Um, yeah. Any stunt work that's happening. Um, <laughs> what, what I like is when my kids come home and they're like, we were at our friend's house and we watched three movies and we ate ice cream and popcorn and candy bars. Like we did everything we, we know. Shot up heroin. Do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then when those kids. We don't even here, know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it felt really good, dad. But, but, when, but so I'm when, telling you, we did it. When those kids are here, they're like, hey, do you want to watch TV? And we're like, no we don't we don't watch tv on play dates here because we have so many fun other things to do and so you know right now they're young enough where you can kind of get away with that and refocus them but a little bit older you're like uh let's not go to the friedman house because their parents won't let us watch tv <laughs> we had we had a kid over and and uh he'd been been here for a while and they'd been playing stuff and so we were going to let him watch something and and he kept talking about how he had seen um like I think it was, I think it was the fourth Harry Potter movie, which Hank hadn't seen yet. And, and he's the same age as Hank. And so I was like, Oh, oh okay. So he's seen, it. and I was kind of debating whether or not to let Hank watch it. And uh, so I was like, okay, well yeah, maybe it's, maybe we can watch, maybe we can watch that. So we start playing it. And, uh, and it quickly becomes apparent that he hasn't actually seen the movie. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's just talking big. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yeah, in that movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yes. Wow. But yeah. that's that's something that um has happened with school is we'll get reports of well so and so said she did this and so and so said they did that. Mm -hmm. And there's this 
my oldest especially really has a lot of questions about things like that. And so I will say, well, what proof does that person have? How do you know this? Or they'll say something definitive about behaviors or, and, and to my oldest credit, she'll say, you know, she'll bring it to me and say, well, what about this dad? Is this right? And I'm like, no, it's not right. Um, the one, the one thing that is changing with that is as she's, uh, she's kind of getting into the tween kind of age, you know, she's hit the, hit the mark there where it's the next couple of years of the tween years. And what, by the way, what technically is a tween? <laughs> like 12, I think a 12 just year old. That's it. One. Why don't we just say 12 year olds? I don't know. It's three syllables versus one. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like, like a mature 11 year old. I'll allow as a potential. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'll take tweens for 1200 Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're talking about that, it's making me think too. I, the, that sounded problem. horrible, by the way. Sorry. But that sounded terrible. I'm not going to take anything for any amount of money. Let's just <laughs> rewind that. <laughs> I, I, but, too know, late. The problem, another problem, another of the many problems with other people's kids is, you know, my kid goes to school and comes home with an attitude or words that she didn't have before. Because she's hearing them from yeah. your bad kids. Not you. You guys have fine kids. I'm saying everybody else is <laughs> the royal you. <laughs> but so, you know. Like, no, it's um, my, it's literally my kid. <laughs> right. So your kid <laughs> is the one teaching kids the F word. Is that what we're it's, it's, Yeah. We're in different coasts, but word of my child has spread all the way to the East Coast. <laughs> and is infecting Lex's children. <laughs> and it's, it's not even like coming home with the F word. It's just coming home with, you know, the idea that it's okay to be a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, about something. <laughs> How do you handle yeah. that? Uh, well, we've kicked several. I used to have six kids, but I eliminated three of them. <laughs> right the bad on. seeds. No, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of inevitable, right? They're going to you. You are probably over time, like for the first four or five years, you are the primary influence on your kids, and then from like first grade through twelfth, you're now maybe second or third in the hierarchy after oh, yeah. other kids and teachers. Right. Um, so, you know, all I've been doing right now is trying to focus on, uh, you know, this is how we do things. This is how Friedman's interact. This is how, this is how our family talks to each other. Um, and you know, it's, I have no idea if it's effective or not, but trying to at least distinguish, trying to have them have a mental image where they are not like the others, <laughs> not that they're above the others, but you know, that the Freemans have rules. Like we don't tell people they're stupid heads in our family. So mm-hmm. think about it that way. I, I don't know. I, I, I have said to my oldest, do not talk to me, your mother, you know, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents that way. Don't talk to us that way. You can talk to your friends that way, but not, not here. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> Just like that. And, um, there was quite a response. Um, but she's actually pretty good. My youngest, I think, is going to be a little harder. She's a little more strong-headed, a little more. She likes to push first and then kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, she's an experimenter. Yeah. Um, and so we we got that. Mm-hmm. Like the boundary <laughs> pushers, like yeah. My my oldest was in a, a preschool. It's a Montessori school, and um, and that's a pretty loose usage of the term Montessori, but. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was a pretty loose school. Like you can't get in trouble at a Montessori school. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's part of it. Um, but, but there were timeouts galore. I saw some awesome timeouts there. Um, but she came back one time and dropped the F bomb and it was clear. She, she it just slipped out 
but so, you know, she picked it up from one of the kids and we were like, that's not a word we're going to use. Even though I'm sure she's heard that word <laughs> at home. Occasionally. Yes. Or regular use. Twice, twice at least. But <laughs> I, I, I do make an effort not to swear and especially on other people's kids. But, um, I'm going to recount a, an awesome story about, about other people's kids that, that is not a bad story. So I had a, uh, my daughter changed schools, uh, about a year and a half ago or so. And so, you know, let's have a new play. Let's have new friends over for play date. So we did that. She went and, from a Montessori school to like a barnyard or something. Yeah, no, 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 this is, this is, this is, she was in third grade. So, oh, okay. so we're, we're no longer. And so her friends come over and these kids are, they weren't like the kids at the last school. And I, and I can't quite put my finger on what made them different. They were just different. And so first of all, one of them requested pesto for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not have any sort of anything remotely resembling pesto. I found a packet that I don't even know how I would probably bought it. Like the first week I moved into my place, you know, <laughs> after separating and how, you know, whatever awful. So I wasn't thinking straight, but I had this, this packet <laughs> of, you know, add olive oil and add. Right. And so yep. I made it and it was super salty and I probably oversalted the, the noodles. And the one of them goes, this is really salty. I want to see that packet and see how much sodium is in this. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nine years old, man. Awesome. I was wow. on the floor. I mean, I really had to try not to laugh, like hold myself and just roll around literally on the floor from it was awesome that's a kind of a cool thing because now i know that, that they're concerned about eating and i hope that that's someone that's going to rub off in the right way on my very picky eater sure I, yeah although it does scare me like if they're label reading at nine i worry <laughs> it, it can be good right it's like well i want to make sure that it has the right number of vitamin and minerals and not too much of the bad stuff but if they start to get the message that the wrong things can be bad stuff well you know i can't have this pesto because it's 250 calories per serving oh yeah no, i no, don't no, want no, that no. to happen no I, i've countered anything like that. i haven't seen that too much yet with the with the friends yeah uh, but that, we think had that's a, coming the sort of weird you know body image stuff right going slightly off topic for a minute to pursue that grandma liked to say um you know grandma why don't you want to have cake and grandma says well no if i have too much cake i'll get fat or grandma will be eating something unhealthy and she'll say to my kids oh you shouldn't eat like grandma because this is why grandma's fat and so then i had my kids for a couple of days saying oh we shouldn't eat that because we're gonna get fat so then we had to unteach some grandma learnings <laughs> give my freaking five-year-old body image yeah, so i've had i've had that from other people's kids too where you know so-and-so said i was too skinny or you know <laughs> wow like, i'm like yeah big problem <laughs> but i'm still trying to be like body yeah. neutral you know sort of it doesn't it's like just like, having a boy we don't we have none of that i mean oh man oh girls yeah girls are and the other thing is and and I've started to see this too in the tween years is there's the, there's like these twinges of hormones. You can see it in the responses to things like, you know, a little welling up, little tears or just like irrational anger. And I don't want to typecast or worm, yeah. but, it, well, but I can't deny that too, reality. So don't, <laughs> <laughs> that part, I think a lot of that's just being 
the age. Right. All those because, ages. Basically being between yeah. four and 40. <laughs> yeah, frankly, uh, yeah, and, and, and above because I have it as well. <laughs> Are you throwing things, Mr. Maltz? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes I go into an empty room, you know, into a room by myself and throw things. <laughs> Good. Okay. Usually Good. other people. <laughs> not, not, I haven't done that in a long time. I, what about you, I, Alex? Uh, I, I don't really throw things. Okay. I will occasionally, in extreme frustration, if I've had a bad drive, I will throw my keys onto the hook instead of put them on the hook. And I do it knowing that when I throw my keys onto the hook, they will never stay. So then I get exactly. to be even angrier because they've fallen. Yes. So I kind of do it knowing it's only going yeah. to further the problem. It's just finding yeah, new like, things to I be like angry that. about. I like that. That's good. I, you know, I bottle everything up and then I take it out on an inanimate object. <sighs> It's the better Which, you know, of the options. Yeah. Right. I know. I mean, it could be worse. It's not, not the, necessarily the healthiest thing to do, but at least the only thing that's getting hurt is a drawer. <laughs> not another person's Close you, stupid drawer. There is one positive thing I can say about other people's kids. Uh, they're not Hitler. They don't no. live with you? <laughs> yeah. They're not Hitler perfect. Um, <laughs> no. So, and I, we've discussed this in different contexts before, but, you know, I've got the oldest who is now seven and a half. And I also have a five-year-old and I have a three-year-old. And I think because she's the oldest and then we've got these two younger ones, we forget sometimes that she can be capable of more things. And sometimes, you know, we're getting better at it and remembering that we can keep giving her new challenges, new things to master. But it was, you know, uh, a friend came over on, this was years ago now, but a friend comes over on New Year's Eve and the kids are going to stay up later than usual. So they're all going to put on their pajamas and we're brushing teeth next to each other and I'm helping Anya brush her teeth while uh, the uh, the other girl who was there was brushing her own teeth. Now she wasn't doing a great job, so I was kind of like, I'm glad I'm brushing my kids' teeth because I want her to you know, have clean teeth. Um, but just seeing that I was a good reminder that I should not just brush her teeth, but also have her practice some brushing on her own kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so other people's kids knowing what, not milestones, but just seeing what independence they're exerting in different ways can be useful as a reminder to me yeah. that we should give our kids more things to do. Yeah, we we just got back from skiing and we went with another family who we like all of them and the kids are good and and there's a uh there's another boy and so uh Hank is Hank likes skiing but he's not crazy about like pushing his abilities too much like going up higher and doing harder runs and this kid really doesn't have a problem with that and so having him there to sort of say mm. you know and not to say that we you know nobody had to point it out but it's like well Finn's going up and doing this blue run. And so, yep. Okay. We're going up and doing the blue run. <laughs> uh, so I want to be left behind. That's, I think that's true. I've seen that. Um, I think one thing I noticed is so with, especially with my oldest, her friends who are not the oldest, who have older siblings, those kids are very different in terms of cautiousness, in terms of, questioning in terms it's really interesting to watch and i don't know if all of that is about birth order but i like it when there's there's kids who have older siblings especially because they there's an attitude and i'm not necessarily a bad one but i have to be on my toes a little bit more because i know the boundaries of my kids and so when there's an a kid with older siblings they've seen you know, puberty or whatever, they're seeing puberty in action. And so they're getting cues from their, their older siblings and they bring that to the play date. But, um, 
it's, it's just so interesting to see how this, you know, my kid who's super tentative be around these other kids who are not at all. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, even though there's been a few times when, um, mm, I won't say negative consequences, but just new situations have arise requiring specialized response. <laughs> that sounds like a government warning system. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, it's one of the reasons actually I'm a little afraid to have sleepovers at my place with, with, um, you know, with just one, one friend, well, with any friends, because I have, I live, uh, in a unit that's in a building. So I'm up off the ground and my, my <laughs> deck doors are secure, but wow. a 10 year old could easily open the deck doors. Mm. And then there's, oh, can we throw things? I mean, what does it look like if this falls five stories? So I have to, and not that, not that any of the friends would do that, but that that could happen. That's kind of a thing. I think the other thing that's starting to happen too is he's a single dad, uh, no planets over there. Oh, really? Is that I'm, happening? I'm starting yeah, to see that a little gonna, bit. I was going to ask about that. Just like, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That, wow, that's hard. By the way, enjoy the cameo from my kids in the hallway now. They just came back in from a walk. Um, but yeah, that's that sucks. I'm sorry. And there's nothing you can do about it because if you call no. them on it, it only makes it even more uncomfortable. No, I'm, I'm not going to call. I'm not. I mean, and the thing is, is that it's it's almost hi. I'm not creepy, right? <laughs> I had some. I promise, I'm not that. sexualizing your daughter in right. any way. Right. right. I had a guy. I was at this um this dad blogger conference a couple years ago, and it was right after I separated and um. And he came up to me, he's like, listen, you know, I, I hope that you don't experience this. And he told me all this stuff and he's like, you just tell him nothing's going on and you'd be really f upfront about it. And in, in a way I think, okay, that's good advice. But I think some people are even more weirded out if you bring it up. If you bring it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I I'm weirded out right now. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> John, you and I can probably take that into a sidebar offline conversation. Um, but the play date that I had scheduled for you, I think we're going to have to reschedule that. Canceled. Canceled. Well, well let, let's go from creepy to joyful. Okay. <sighs> and I know how to do it. We can do it by acknowledging this episode's fine, fine sponsor. You guys Yay. into that? Absolutely. Always well, we want to thank, we want to thank audible for its support of turning this car around. Audible, as you may or may not know, is the leading provider of downloadable audiobooks. And we have a special offer exclusively for our listeners coming up. So you have to listen to this whole thing. You fast forward, you're going to miss it. I'm going to say what the <laughs> offer is somewhere in the middle. You tease, you tease. And really quick. Audible, really quickly, too. Yeah. I'm going to blow right past it when I get there. Audible offers 150,000 books covering virtually every genre. If you want to listen to a book, Audible has it. You can listen to Audible. <laughs> Let's try that again. You can listen to audiobooks anytime. <laughs> anywhere including iphones ipads macs pcs kindles and so on i use my so on to listen to audible books all the time here's the best part audible is offering not playing listeners this is that thing i was getting to before this was the i gave you this okay audible is offering you need to go back this is not playing my friend this is a different show did i say not playing you really? said it twice now i love that show did I, I said it twice? But, but this is not. Did he really? Show. I didn't even notice. Oh, I'm I cut. I have to edit all the shit, so I know. <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna give you some turning this car around. So you can put him in turning this car around. <laughs> yeah, just just turning slice that out. And stick it Audible in is it. offering turning this car around. <laughs>
So when when's the first time I said it? You, when you re- you said uh, 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 the offer, you know, blah, uh, okay. uh, whatever. Audible well, is offering. Here's the best part. Audible is offering turning this car around listeners a free audiobook along with a 30 day trial. Here's what you do. Awesome. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash car to take advantage of this special offer. By doing so, you not only get the chance to check out a great service and get the free book and the free 30 day trial, you also support turning this car around. Moltz, I believe you have an audio book we're going to recommend to our listeners that's available from Audible. I do. I, uh, uh, it is called The Martian by Andy Ware. And it is a, it's a really quick book. So it's, it's the audiobook is only 10 hours and 53 minutes. I mean, so it's a great fast thing to get through and it's a fun, uh, it's not, it's not high literature, but it's super fun, uh, science fiction book about a guy who gets stuck on Mars. You and I have even been on a podcast where we discussed that very book. That is correct. On the incomparable. I was just going to say that that's the ultimate, um, that's a great podcast for such discussions that's yeah. true yeah yeah and it's a, who who reads the audiobook who reads the audiobook yeah who's the reader um, who's the oh reader? i'm sorry who's the voice <laughs> i mean bray. our listeners listen to the audiobook that rc bray who i don't know i don't know who rc bray is well I, i'm sure rc bray does have a fairly large catalog of um looks like mostly science fiction mm. uh books that uh R.C. Bray, who may be a man or a woman, I guess, <laughs> probably a man, since that the uh, this Married book is man. told from the yeah, it's told yeah. from the perspective of, of the guy who does get stuck on Mars, and um, cool. That it's, which is another good feature of of Audible because if you find someone who's reading you enjoy, which is kind of a large aspect to audiobooks, right? Then you can just I mean, like I just I just clicked on the guy's name and it gives you the whole list of other books that that person um, narrates. Now, unbelievably. This isn't even part of the Audible ad copy. I just happen to know it's true because I've used it. If I have a long drive, I will get an Audible book. If if the audiobook from Audible supports WhisperSync, then you listen to the book in the car, and then when you yes. get to your destination, you're going to read in the hotel room that night. The Kindle book automatically oh. goes to where you were in the audiobook. Awesome. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Awesome. I got my I got my wife a little um, Bluetooth speaker when I was at MacWorld, and uh she's been she was downstairs listening to an audiobook just earlier she she has a book that i believe is called does this clutter make my butt look big <laughs> <laughs> she's into these decluttering books so which she gets and she gets all of them from audible i i need to probably join that decluttering club <laughs> yeah. well listen you can get that your book butt looks or, fine john or a similar one a similar audiobook you go to start your get your free audiobook and kick off your free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash car. And, you know, I, I was thinking that whole time because my kids had made noise at the start of the read. I was thinking about when my kids are loud, it's like, okay, kids are loud sometimes. When your kids are loud, just fuck all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to be more like I've, I've gotten after my own kids when there's a play date and stuff. And it's pretty clear who the ringleader is. And it's my kid. I've sort of, you know, Hey, Lita, move it or you know like stop <laughs> and and the, there's kind of a like shock because i think there's been a couple of times where she thinks she can get away with something because you know dad's on play date mode and um i've had to sort of you know assert hey play date mode is not does not mean you don't get to you know you still have to clean up this or whatever or stop talking like that or 
you know, stop doing lines of blow, whatever. It's just <laughs> note, no lines of blow have ever been done. Away. Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's honestly, I, I kind of said that a little bit for the cheap laugh of it because you know, kids are going to be loud and I'm okay with that. What I hate is when like the, the kids on the play date are terrible, not terrible. Like they're mean, not terrible. Like they're breaking things, but terrible. Like they are destroying the house. Like let's take all the toys from the basement up to your room kind of thing, or <laughs> let's go to your bed and then see if we can jump onto the dollhouse. Let's and rearrange the furniture. Or not. And I know exactly which kids I'm thinking of. I won't name them, even though I know their dad does not listen to the show, but um, clearly, because otherwise his kids would behave better. Okay. Um, oh. But so, like, so we try not to have them over play dates, even though my kids love them and I love their parents because uh, I, I don't want to have to, A, you know, it's not that your kids suddenly change personalities after a three hour play date, but I don't want to have them be witness to this craziness because it certainly gets my own kids amped and riled up. But I also, I don't want to have to dig out from the the mess caused by these two girls. Huh. We don't have that problem. I mean, most of the kids that come over for playdates with Hank are pretty good. And, and actually, it just seems like, you know, once he's got somebody else to hang out with, he's happy. The other kid's happy. They're having a good time doing stuff. And so I can get something done. I mean, <laughs> I don't leave the house. Like the jerky one on this, I don't, on this I don't, show. No, no. I mean, no. no I mean, I, just, I, you know, we only have like a handful of people who come over for, for playdates. And so, yeah. Um, and they're kids that he knows he's known for a long time. So there's not a lot of un unknowns. I, I don't think you're being a jerk, Lex. I think, no. I think, um, as kids, I think there's a, a, well, first of all, to go back to the mess thing, I think one of the things that I've noticed is if it gets crazy, then there's a, I'm going to watch and go, okay, it's going to take at least 15 minutes for these guys to get all this back together. So I will remind them that whatever they get out, they need to put away before yeah. the play date is over. Right. Oh, I can like, come up with things that I don't like about them. If that's what we want to do. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm st- <laughs> I guess it, like, like, like one of them is a really picky eater. So it's like, they're here for like lunch or something like that. <laughs> I mean, man. And you know, the jelly is not the same jelly, man. Okay. So I can't eat this cause it's not the same jelly that I get at home. As a so. parent of a picky eater, I tried to schedule play dates around, not around like, so that yeah. they're fed here basically (laughs) it's rare for us honestly to have a play date where there's a true meal involved does that happen a lot for you mold uh it happened uh, probably yeah i mean i'd say a third of the time is that because they're there for a longer period of time mathematically speaking it's over meal time (laughs) i i don't know i think it's just bad planning (laughs) you know it's like they show up for oh well one of the things oh one of the things that happens is um one of the kids comes over frequently after they do karate so and karen does karate with hank they go to karate at 11 o'clock and it's an hour and then um the other kid's mom will go do something and he'll come home with karen and hank and so they haven't had anything to eat yeah and then they you know she's got to give them something so and now i've just given away who the picky eater is (laughs) (laughs) he's a great kid but he's a picky eater Uh, he's not like cookies oh man yeah or ice cream Every once in a while, we get one of those where they, they don't like the, it's like if they don't like the snacks that we're going to give them, that's where it's really a problem. Yeah. And so, we used I mean, to be like, if he doesn't jerks. like cookies and ice cream, what am I going to give him for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> we used to be the jerks where, where they were like, can we have a snack? We'd be like, sure, here's some veggie chips. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we've gotten a little bit looser there because every other play date that my kids go to, if they ask for snacks, it's like donuts and Oreos and things. <laughs> But uh, we were totally the family that gave out, here, have some crunchy carrots. 
sucrose tablets. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got drinkable vitamin C. Would that be good? Here's water. There's always yeah. water. <laughs> you can crunch on as much ice as you'd like, my friend. <laughs> ice chips. <laughs> so I have a question about other people's kids. Is was there a turning point, John, for you? I mean, you know, your 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 boy's ten. So was there a turning point where? I don't know. Have you ever felt sort of awkward in terms of dis- either discipline or, um, yeah, have a situation where it's like, oh, what do I do? Not what do I do here necessarily, but the thing I want to do, I probably shouldn't do. And and if you hit that, was there a turning point where you sort <laughs> are of just you, are like, you, are you literally can... literally talking about hitting the children? No, I'm not. Um, I think well for me, so I you know I used to work. A day job and so i was gone most of the time so most of the play dates early on were karen was managing and then he would hank would also go to other places and and so they think the turning point for me is seeing somebody else's parent discipline him and you know and do it effectively and appropriately and see that yes okay it can be it can be done so you know we had he's got a friend that he's had since he was one i think and he's gone over to his house a number of times and then they were over, they were all over here one time and and he had spent so much time with um her that it was just you know she naturally for years had, had she probably had been disciplining him for years and i just hadn't really seen it and then she, you know i saw it and was like oh okay well that's how that works Mm-hmm. I I don't have a great example of a uh, you know I only have anecdotal stuff about turning points for me with disliking other people's kids. There there's one friend's kid who I saved the kid's life, and so now <laughs> like awkwardly I'm sketchy around the kid. Like <laughs> sketchy sounds creepy, <laughs> but like now I'm uncomfortable. Like I, I saved your life once. I I don't want to be responsible again. They were in my pool. Now you and, own his um, soul. You own that kid's uh, her she's, soul. Uh, she, yeah, she's um, she was young. You're responsible and, for her for the rest of your life. She was decent at swimming, and she went into the deep end, and nobody's watching. And then, like all of a sudden, I notice that she's just under. She is under. And I don't swear in front of my kids or other people's kids, but I totally swore that time. And I got her, and I scoop her out of the water, and then like she she pukes up some water, and she's fine. Wow. And then like I was just lying down on the you know, cement pavers around the pool and just not moving. I was in shock, I think, for days and couldn't really handle anything at that point. But now I, it's like it's it's, it's I, basically I guess I think it must be the plot of those horrible movies, uh, Final Destination, where I feel like I saved her. <laughs> so now like anytime I'm around, her death could be you know near, and so it's always my responsibility to prevent it. So now I just try to keep my distance. Like if I'm far away, then it's somebody else's responsibility. Huh totally saved your life though that's Man, pretty heavy. I don't, yeah and i'm gonna try and lighten it up by just saying this about final destination <laughs> <laughs> any movie with a redundant um title should never have a sequel <laughs> both the word final and yeah. destination imply a finish yes that's true so you must really hate final destination too because it's like you yeah, can't right. be final or, or destination or Right, right. So how, let's go back to the saving of the child's life. Sure. Because I'm, wow. First of all, I'm going to cut that all around to make it better. Uh, I (laughs) wanted to ask you, so 
did that change the relationship with the kid, the parents? I mean, you kind of mentioned the kid a little bit, but, but what about the parents? Were they there? They were there. Uh, they were very appreciative. <laughs> um, it's weird, like, you know, getting a little bit headier than we might normally. It's friends who we see much less often than we used to. Even when we saw them and their kid tried to die in my pool, it was already at the point. Like, it wasn't that that was a turning point. Um, but, you know, we started... It's just friends who we ended up not growing apart because we still really enjoy it when we do spend time together. But the 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 father's really, really busy. Like he has a, a very demanding, unrewarding job. And so he works six or seven days out of the week. And, uh, you know, that we live kind not far away, but, you know, farther away than local. So, you know, you think of a 30 minute drive to see people, it's not that far in the grand scheme of things. But if you're used to seeing people in like a 15 minute radius then a 30 minute radius is further, I don't know. But yeah. so we didn't see them more or less, but, uh, I do, I certainly hold a special place in their hearts. <laughs> they like me, <laughs> they are appreciative that the, uh, that, uh, that I did not let their daughter drown. <laughs> yeah. I would you, hope so. As you would expect. That would, that would be, yeah. Is there an annual offering at the day of, <laughs> Um, there should be no, but, yeah. and weirdly, there's no holiday in my honor. They don't call me on the well, day. That's why you don't see them anymore. Exactly. It's like, yeah. if, if I got a box of chocolates once a year, right. Hey, thanks again for keeping in us the with shape, two kids. in the shape of a swimming pool. <laughs> right. Well, I think you would do it in the shape of a life preserver, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, then it would be better. That would be a good cake. When you I kids... have never saved a kid's life <laughs> yet. Our dog did drag one kid across the backyard. <laughs> By the back of his shirt, screaming. What, the dog was screaming? <laughs> no, the dog was having a lot of fun. The dog thought that was the best thing he had ever done. His tail was wagging. And the kid is going, <laughs> That sounds awesome. So, yeah, so you come to the Moltz, Moltz residence for the opposite of what Lex Friedman brought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danger. Any kids who come over. Danger everywhere. But so when kids do, when your kids have play dates, who, uh, are they old enough now that they arrange the play dates? And if so, how does it go down? No, no, they're not arranging nothing, man. He'd have, he'd have a kid over here every day. Every once in a while, I feel like, well, so no, I wouldn't let Anya do it every day, but sometimes I feel like, uh, we don't schedule enough play dates for Anya because she's, she's in school all day and yeah. then she's got her weekends all filled up with birthday parties and softball and whatever else. So we don't always take the time to do it, but she really benefits from them and enjoys them. So on Sundays or Saturdays where I'm feeling guilty that we haven't scheduled one in a while, sometimes I will, I'll text the dad and be like, Hey, is your kid available? Yes. Okay. Anya's going to call in a little bit so that she can work on her phone skills too. So then I have Anya do the dialing and the, oh. the actual conversation. Oh, that's good. I've done that too. I've done that with my oldest, but yeah, now I actually got a text from her friend's mom's phone, but it was her friend texting me. Uh, uh, and it, it was kind of cute, but then like 50 texts later, not so cute. Um, I had to kind of put the hammer down on the, on the texting and just say, listen, call, but, <laughs> but they're starting to do that. Like, Hey, that my favorite is the after school call from school. Uh, my can oldest I go home with so-and-so. Yeah. Can I, or can I have someone over, even though, I know today is my piano lesson day and you're going to have, I'm going to have like 10 minutes with my friend because of, you know, the, the piano lessons like not long enough after school to sort of get things settled. And what do you say when that happens? Cause it's really, you can be the mean dad is like, no, you can't. 
Or you can be like, fine, but it's really stupid because your friend's going to watch you have the panelists. And like, there's no great answer. Uh, well, there is though. What it is, is that's a great idea. I would love to have your friend over. Today is not the, a day to, that we can do that. So let's, let's work on another day. Oh, so you say no. <laughs> I do say no, but I, I have a lot of disclaimers and, you right. know redirection and well so but it's and so your daughter is totally appreciative right well thanks Ed. what a great counter offer that works perfectly no she no she's very disappointed yeah, however yeah but then then afterwards what i'll do is say do you see that today wouldn't have been a good day and she'll go oh I, yeah you're right and i said so maybe you know <laughs> let's look at other days for that i'm happy to have your friend like i'll reinforce that i she can totally have a, a kid over have you ever looked behind her back to see if her middle finger is raised when she says yeah you're right <laughs> I can see it in her eyes. <laughs> right, you don't have to. No. You know yeah, it's you're there. You're right, Dad. What great advice, asshole. <laughs> no, I'm waiting for that. That's two. That's probably six months away at least. Maybe a year and a half. I'm hoping for five years, but I think it's not going to be. <laughs> Man, that, I remember that, when we started swearing in school. Uh, like, uh, I, yeah. the, what I really remember is around fourth grade, and. My buddy Lewis and I just had no idea what we were doing. And so every break we had in the hallways, we would just say every bad word we could come up with. <laughs> like Tourette's, like just Tourette's. Oh yeah. Like, hey, what the shit noodle is up with you? <laughs> it was awesome. That is awesome. Shit noodle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. That's, that's a good one. one. I think that, yeah. I think that's got legs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a much creepier shit or noodly appendage, appendage. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what i, I uh, hank used to say um he used to say good grief lorg because <laughs> they like lord like like right like, I, I mean you know that would be one of my words that i would use to like tone down my swearing mm -hmm, sure. oh lord instead mm -hmm. of oh fucking shit and, and, <laughs> nicer yeah and and somehow he got he got it he like he heard the d as a g and and then added good grief and for a while he, he every time something would happen he would go oh good grief lorg <laughs> <laughs> he's not doing that anymore well you could savor that as a fun yeah. fun time fun time magical moment has your parenting. kids have your kids dropped any swear words that they you know they've learned from other kids, but you don't know the kid? So two uh, questions there. Most of the time, my kids swear by accident. There was one time in Liam's room where, like, like they're playing around with sounds and they just happen upon something totally inappropriate. Um, <laughs> like, I, I think I told the story about when Sierra was announcing that she was a butt slut. <laughs> she was like, "I'm a blip blap. You're a blip blap." I'm a blue ghost. I'm a butt slut. And then I'm like, I'm just losing it in the next room. But um, there was a time in wow. the room where I, uh, I stubbed my toe and I just said, fuck. And then Liam starts saying, fuck, fuck, fuck. And I was like, I know where you got that from. But so then I just had to immediately start saying other sounds like schmog to try to get him to repeat those. And it worked. So he's forgotten it. Yeah. But I haven't heard true bad words. I've heard insults. You know, like nobody called anybody an idiot in this house until my oldest went to school. But yeah, no bad words. Right. Yeah, I think he picked up a lot of that stuff from other kids, too. And and just there's just like this huge thing with the boys at school about Justin Bieber. <laughs> just because the girls like I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's he's doing it deliberately just to, like, try and get a rise out of 
mostly is in some, you know, it's almost exclusively the girls, but just like, well, what does he say about Justin? Oh my God. (laughs) Everything. Everything. Apparently there is a comical YouTube video where someone pretends to be Justin Bieber and eats poop, pretends to eat poop. And so the kids, one Bieber, one cop. The kids, the the boys are convinced that this is real. (laughs) It's really Justin. Yeah. Fourth grade lore, fourth grade urban legend has it that Justin Bieber literally ate his own poop. It's interesting that, you know, it's, um, uh, Justin Bieber was another thing I was thinking about that I didn't mention before, where there are some of the moms who are trying to get their kids to grow up too fast, in my opinion. Not that listening to Justin Bieber is beyond the scope of a first grader, but, you know, getting them into the teen music scene, um, Miley Cyrus and Justin Bieber now is kind of forcing it because they're equally happy listening to, you know, kids music and watching Jake and the Neverland Pirates. But so my daughter wants to know why her friend has a crush on Justin Bieber and what is a crush? <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it didn't have to be there. It was yeah. clearly insinuated by the, the mom to make it happen. And so that's another weird other people's kids influence that I don't love. Yeah. There was a Karen used to do reading help with the kids at school. And when, like when Hank was in second grade and she used to, so she would walk the kids from class and then they would go to another classroom and, and they'd all sit down and they, she would work with them on reading. And there was one little girl that used to tell her about all the boys that looked at her butt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like, like when I wear, when I wear this outfit, I can tell so-and-so is just looking at my butt the whole time. Oh, (laughs) whoa. Okay. (laughs) You're in second grade. You should not be. That girl needs to be on the pill right now. (laughs) (laughs) See, I wanted to make a joke that I don't mean anything by, but this is a very delicate area. Like you're in second grade and your ass is still in first. (laughs) (laughs) Can't do that. Oh my God. (laughs) 